Yes, hello, this is Kenneth Anderson's podcast, and it's the 2nd of December 2023. The time is 8.28, and it is Saturday. Now, today we have come to study article number one, Conquer Fear by Trusting in Jehovah. Our year text for 2024, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Psalm 56.3 Everyone feels afraid at times. Of course, our study of the Bible has freed us from fear of the dead, fear of the supernatural, and fear of the future. But we still live in a time that is marked by fearful sights, such as war, crime, and disease. We may also fear men, including governments that oppress us, or even family members who oppose true worship. Some worry that they will not be able to endure either a current trial or one that they might face in the future. David experienced fear. For instance, when King Saul was trying to hunt him down, David decided to flee to the Philistine city of Gath. The king of Gath, Achish, soon learned that David was the mighty warrior who was celebrated in songs as having struck down tens of thousands of Philistines. David became very much afraid. He worried about what Achilles would do to him. How did David conquer his fear? In Psalm 56, David expressed his feelings while he was in Gath. That psalm lays bare David's fear, but it also reveals how he conquered those fears. When he felt afraid, David trusted in Jehovah. His trust was not misplaced. With Jehovah's blessing, David devised an unusual but effective strategy. He pretended to be crazy. Archies now viewed David more as an irritant than a threat, so David was able to escape. Read Psalm 56, 1, 2, 3. Show me favor, O God, because mortal man is attacking me. All day long they keep fighting and oppressing me. My foes keep snapping at me all day long. Many arrogantly fight against me. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And 11. In God I put my trust. I am not afraid. What can a mere man do to me? Many arrogantly fight against me. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. We too can conquer fear by trusting in Jehovah. But how do we strengthen our trust in Jehovah, especially when we are afraid? Consider an illustration. If you learn that you have an illness, you may at first feel afraid. However, you can ease your fear if you trust your doctor. He may have an outstanding record of treating patients with the, that illness. He may listen attentively, convincing you that he really understands your feelings, and he may propose a treatment that has worked well for others. Similarly, we strengthen our trust in Jehovah by considering what he has already done, what he is doing now, and what he will yet do for us. That is what David did. As we consider some of his inspired words found in Psalm 56, think about how you too can strengthen your trust in Jehovah and conquer your fears. 
what has Jehovah already done? While David's life was still at risk, he focused his attention on, on what Jehovah had already done. That was David's patient pattern of thinking throughout his life. For example, at times he meditated on Jehovah's creative works, which reminded him of Jehovah's almighty power and keen interest in humankind. David also meditated on what Jehovah had done for others, and he especially meditated on what Jehovah had already done for him personally. Jehovah had supported and protected David from infancy. Imagine how such meditation must have bolstered David's trust in Jehovah. Read Psalm 56, 12 and 13. I am bound by my vows to you, O God. I will offer your expression of thanksgiving, for you have rescued me from death and prevented my feet from stumbling, so that I may walk before God in the light of the living. When you feel afraid, ask yourself, what has Jehovah already done? Reflect on what he has created. For example, when we observe intensely how Jehovah cares for the birds and the flowers, which were not created in his, which were not created in his image and are not capable of worshipping him, we will build up our trust that he will care for us too. Consider also what Jehovah has done for his worshippers. You might study a Bible character who shows outstanding faith, or you might read the experience of a modern-day servant of Jehovah. Additionally, meditate on how Jehovah has already cared for you. How did he draw you to the truth? How has he answered your prayer? How are you benefiting every day from the sacrifice of his beloved son? Vanessa, a sister in Haiti, facing a frightening situation. A man in her community called her and sent her messengers every day, pressuring pressuring her to have a relationship with him. Vanessa flawlessly refused, but the man became more aggressive and even threatened her. I was scared, she says. How did Vanessa conquer her fear? She took practical steps to protect herself, An elder helped her to contact the authorities, but she also focused on how Jehovah had protected his servant in the past. The first person I thought of was the prophet Daniel, Vanessa relates. He was thrown into a den with hungry lions, even though he was innocent. Yet Jehovah cared for him. I asked Jehovah to take charge of the whole situation. After that, I wasn't afraid anymore. Though David was in mortal danger when he was in Gath, he refused to give in to his fears. Instead, he chose to consider what Jehovah had done for him at that time. David could sense that Jehovah was guiding and protecting him, and that he understood his feelings. David also had friends, such as Jonathan and high priest Ahimelech, who gave him loyal support and practical help. And despite being a target of King Saul, 
David escaped with his life. He was confident that Jehovah was keenly aware of his trials and how that trial was affecting him emotionally. Psalm 56.8 You keep track of my wandering. Do collect my tears in your skin bottle. And are they not recorded in your book? When you face a trial that makes you afraid, remember that Jehovah takes note of that trial and how that trial makes you feel. For example, Jehovah noticed not only the mistreatment of the Israelites in Egypt, but also the pains they suffered. David sang that Jehovah saw both his affliction and his deep distress, and when God's people suffered, even as a result of their own foolish decisions, it was distressing to him. When you are afraid, Jehovah understands how you feel, and he is eager to help you conquer your fears. You may wonder, though, how Jehovah is supporting you while you face a frightening trial. So ask him to help you to see his support. Then consider, has a talk or comment at a congregation meeting strengthened you? Has a publication, a video, or an original song encouraged you? Has someone shared a reassuring thought or scripture with you? We might easily take for granted our loving brotherhood and the spiritual food we receive. Yet they are extraordinary gifts from Jehovah. They prove that he cares about you, and they prove that he is worthy of your trust. Aida, who lives in Singal, took notes of how Jehovah supported her during a trial. Since she is the eldest child, her parents expected her to make enough money to take care of both herself and them. But after she simplified her life in order to be pioneer, Aida struggled financially. Her family now resented her and criticized her. I was afraid that I would not be able to help my parents and that everyone would reject me, she says. I even blamed Jehovah for letting things get so bad. Then she heard a talk at a meeting. The speaker reminded us that whatever the wounds of our heart, Jehovah knows them. Little by little, though, through advice from the elders and others, I was reassured of Jehovah's love. I began to pray to Jehovah with renewed confidence, and I felt a profound peace as I saw my prayer answered. In time, Aida found employment that helped her not only to support herself as a pioneer, but also to give financial aid to her parents and others. I have learned to trust in Jehovah completely, she says. Now after I pray, now after I pray my fears often vanish. What will Jehovah yet do? This verse reveals another way that David conquers his fears. Even though his life was still in jeopardy, he meditated on what Jehovah would yet do for him. David knew that Jehovah would rescue him at that right time. After all, Jehovah had declared that David would be the next king of Israel. To David, whatever Jehovah promised was as good as fulfilled. Read Psalm 56, 9. My enemies will retreat on the day that I call for help. Of this I am confident. God is on my side. What has Jehovah promised to do to you? We do not expect him to shield us from all problems. 
Still, whatever trial you may face in this system of things, Jehovah will do away with them in the coming new world. Our Creator is surely strong enough to raise the deed, to heal us, and to remove all opposers. When you feel afraid, meditate on what Jehovah will do in the future. Think about how you will feel when Satan is gone, when wicked people are replaced by righteous people, and when imperfect fades, imperfection fades away a little more each day. A demonstration on the 2014 Regional Convention program depicted how we might meditate on our hope. A father discusses with his family how 2 Timothy 3, 1-5 might be worded differently if those verses foretold what it would be like in paradise. In the new world, the happiest time, the happiest of times will be here, for men will be lovers of others, lovers of spiritual treasures, modest, humble, praisers of God, obedient to parents, thankful, loyal, having great affection for their families, open to agreement, always speaking well of others, self-controlled, mild, lovers of goodness, trustworthy, yielding, lovely in mind, lovers of God rather than lovers of pleasure, motivated by genuine godly devotion, and to these people stick closely. Do you discuss with your family or fellow believers what life will be like in the new world? A sister in North Macedonia named Tanya conquered her fear by meditating on future blessings. Her parents strongly opposed her study of the Bible. She relates, Some of the things that I feared would happen didn't happen. My mother beat me after every meeting. My parents threatened to kill me if I became one of Jehovah's Witnesses. Finally, Tanya was thrown out of her home. How did she... How did she react? She says, I focused on how happy I would be for all eternity for choosing to keep my integrity. I also thought about how Jehovah would reward me in the new world for anything I might lose in this system and how all bad things would be forgotten. Tanya did keep her integrity, and with Jehovah's help, she found a place to live. Today, Tanya is married to a faithful brother, and they serve happily together in the full-time ministry. During the Great Tribulation, people in general become faint of a fear, faint out of fear, but God's people will remain steadfast and courageous. Why would, why will we not give in to fear? because we will have already learned to trust in Jehovah. Tanya, quoted earlier, says that her past experience are helping her to face other unsettling situations. I have learned that there is no situation that Jehovah cannot work out for our good, she observes. Sometimes it may seem that others are controlling things, but, they really is. but the reality is that they have only as much control as Jehovah allows. And through a, though a trial may be hard, it will end. Read Luke 21, 26-28. 
People will become faint out of fear and expectation of the things coming upon the inhabited earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But as the things start to occur, stand up straight and lift up your heads, because your deliverance is getting near. Fear is normally today, but like David, we can refuse to be trapped by fear. Our 2024 year text is David's prayer to Jehovah. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Psalm 56.3 As one Bible reference work states about this verse, David neither fed his fear nor stares at his problems, but looks to his Redeemer who will deliver him. Think about our year text in the coming months, especially when you are facing frightening situations. Take time to reflect on Jehovah's action in the past, present, and future. Then, like David, you can declare, In God I put my trust. I am not afraid. Study article number two. Are you ready for the most important day of the year? Keep doing this in remembrance of me. Luke 22.19 For Jehovah's people, the memorial of Christ's death is the most important day of the year. It is the only event that Jesus specifically commanded his followers to observe. We look forward to the memorial of a number of reasons. Let us consider some of them. Read Luke 22.19 and 20. Also he took a loaf, thanked gave thanked, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This means my body, which is to be given in your behalf. Keep doing this in remembrance of me. Also he did the same with the cup after they had the evening meal, saying, This cup means the new covenant, by virtue of my blood, which is to be poured out in your behalf. The memorial helps us to reflect on the value of the ransom. It reminds us of ways we can show our appreciation for Jesus' sacrifice. It also gives us an opportunity to enjoy an interchange of encouragement with our brothers and sisters. Each year a number of inactive ones attend. Some are even moved to return to Jehovah because of the warm welcome they receive and many interested people are motivated to start on the road to life by what they see and hear. No wonder the memorial holds such a special place in our heart. Think, too, of how the memorial unites our global brotherhood. Jehovah's Witnesses gathers at the sunset programmedly around the world, we all hear a talk that emphasizes the importance of the ransom. We sing two songs of praise, pass the emblems, and wholeheartedly say amen to four prayers. Within about 24 hours, all congregations will have followed the same pattern. Can you imagine the joy that Jehovah and Jesus must feel when they see us unitedly honoring them in this way? In this article, we will discuss these questions. How can we prepare our heart for the memorial? 
How can we help others to benefit from it? And how can we assist those who are inactive? The answer to these questions will help us to be ready for this sacred occasion. How can we prepare our heart for the memorial? One of the most important ways we can prepare our heart for the memorial is by reflecting on the value of the ransom sacrifice of Jesus Christ. On our own, we could never redeem ourselves from sin and death. So a great cost to him and his dear son Jehovah arranged so at great cost to himself and to his dear son Jehovah arranged for Jesus to give his life in our behalf. The more we meditate on what Jehovah and Jesus sacrificed for us, the more we will appreciate the ransom. We will consider just a few of the things that the ransom cost Jehovah and Jesus, but first, what did the ransom involve? Read Psalm 49, 7 and 8. None of them can ever redeem a brother or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom price for their life is so precious that it is always beyond their reach. A ransom is a price that is paid to buy something back. The first man, Adam, was perfect when he was created. When he sinned, he forfeited the prospect of everlasting life, not only for himself, but also for all his children. In order to buy back what Adam lost, Jesus offered his own perfect life as a sacrifice. During his entire life on earth, Jesus committed no sin, nor was deception found in his mouth. At the time of his death, Jesus' perfect life corresponded exactly to the life Adam lost. Jesus remained perfectly obedient to his heavenly Father despite the many tests he faced while on earth. As a child, Jesus had to submit to the authorities of his imperfect human parents, even though he was born perfect. As a teenager, he needed to resist any pressure he may have faced to be disobedient or unfaithful. And as an adult, Jesus had to stand up to temptations from Satan the devil, including direct attacks on his loyalty to God. Satan was determined to make Jesus sin so that he would not be able to pay the ransom. During his earthly ministry, Jesus endured further tests. He, fa he faced persecution and threat to his life. He had to deal with the imperfections of his followers. When he was on trial for his life, he was tortured and ridiculed. Then he was executed in an extremely painful and humiliating way. He had to endure the final part of his trial on his own without Jehovah's protection. Clearly, the ransom cost Jesus a great deal. Do we not feel a deep love for Jesus when we reflect on how he willingly sacrificed so much in our behalf? And read 1 Peter 1.8 Though you never saw him, you love him. Though you do not see him now, yet you exercise faith in him, and are greatly rejoicing with an indescribable and glorious joy. What about Jehovah? What did he willingly sacrifice so that Jesus would, could pay the ransom? Jehovah and Jesus have the closest bond that can exist between a father and a son. Just think, 
then how Jehovah was affected as he observed Jesus enduring so many trials while on earth. No doubt it greatly pained Jehovah to see his son mistreated, rejected, and tested. Any parents who has lost a child in death knows all too well the intense feeling of grief that such a loss brings. We have strong faith in the resurrection, but that does not erase the pain we feel when a loved one dies. This example helps us to understand how Jehovah must have felt when he watched his beloved son suffer and die on that spring day in 33 CE. Between now and the memorial, why do why not do a personal study project or a family worship project that focuses on the ransom? Use the research guide for Jehovah's Witnesses, if available in your language, or other Bible study aids to explore the topic in depth. In depth. Also be sure to follow the memorial Bible reading schedule provided in our Christian Life and Ministry meeting workbook. And on the day of the memorial, do not forget to watch the special morning worship program. When we prepare our own heart to the memorial, we will be in a good position to help others benefit from it too. Ideas for research When researching the subject of the ransom, you might look for information that answers such questions as these. Why was the ransom necessary? Why did Jehovah not simply forgive Adam and Eve? Why was Jesus the ideal person to come to earth and become our Redeemer? What blessings does the ransom make possible now? How will the ransom benefit us in the future? Help others to benefit. How can we help others to benefit from the memorial? A first step, of course, is to invite them. In addition to contracting those we meet in our regular ministry, we can make a list of people to invite. These could include our relatives, workmates, schoolmates, and others. Even if we do not have enough printed copies of an invitation, we can share a link to the electronic version. Who knows how many will respond? Never, underst never underestimate the power of a personal invitation. One day a sister who lived in a religious divided household was surprised when her husband proudly told her that he was planning to join her for the memorial. Why was she surprised? Because many times in the past she had encouraged him to attend, but he never did. What made the difference this time? I got a personal invitation, he said, explaining that a local elder with whom he was acquainted had invited him. The husband attended that year and for many years thereafter. Keep in mind that those we invite have many questions, especially if they have never attended one of our meetings. We do well to anticipate their questions and prepare to answer them. For example, some may wonder, what will happen at the event? How long will it last? Is there a dress code? Is there an admission fee? Will collections be taken? When inviting someone to the memorial, We could simply ask, do you have any question, and then address any concerns the person may have. We can also use the video, remember that Jesus' death, and what happens at a kingdom hall, 
to help the individual understand how our meetings are conducted. And lesson number 28 of the Enjoy Life Forever book gives us a number of fine points we can share. After they attended the memorial, newly interested ones may have further questions. They may wonder why only a few, if any, partook of the emblems. They may also wonder how often we observe the memorial, and they may want to know if all meetings of Jehovah's Witnesses are held in the same way. Even though many of the, these points are discussed during the moral talks, newcomers may need a more detailed explanation. The article on JW.org entitled Why do Jehovah's Witnesses observe the Lord's Supper differently from the way others' religions do can help us answer some of their questions. We want to do whatever we can before, during and after the memorial to help those rightly disposed to benefit from this obs observation. Assist inactive ones. During the memorial season, how can elders assist those who are inactive? Give them loving attention. Before the memorial, be sure to call on as many as possible. Assure them of your affection and your desires to help in any way you can. Invite them to attend the memorial. If they do attend, welcome them warmly. After the memorial, keep in touch with these dear brothers and sisters and provide whatever spiritual assistance they need to return to Jehovah. Read Ezekiel 34.12 I will care for my sheep like a shepherd who has found his scattered sheep and is feeding them. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered in the day of clouds and thick gloom. And 16. The lost ones I will search for, the stray I will bring back, the injured I will bandage, and the weak I will strengthen. For the fat ones and the strong ones I will annihilate. I will feed that one with judgment. All in the congregation can help inactive ones who attend the memorial how by treating them with love, kindness, and respect. Remember that these dear sheep may have resisted to return to a meeting. Perhaps they were afraid they would not be well received. So avoid putting them on the spot by asking embarrassing questions or by making comments that could be hurtful. These brothers and sisters are our fellow believers we are happy to worship with them once again. Read Romans 12.10 In brotherly love, have tender affection for one another. In showing honor to one another, take the lead. How did the congregation react? I was embarrassed to return to the Kingdom Hall. I wondered how the friends would treat me. One of our elder sisters, who was there 30 years ago, said to me, Welcome home, son. That really touched my heart. I was truly home. Javier. I went to the Kingdom Hall and sat in the last row so that no one would notice me. However, many began to recognize me from the days when I had attended as a child. They welcomed me and embraced me so effectively that I felt an overwhelming peace. It was as if I had come home. Marco. Is it any wonder that Jesus arranged for us to observe the memorial of his death each year? 
When we do, we benefit ourselves and others in many ways. We grow in our love for Jehovah and Jesus. We show how much we appreciate what they have done for us. We strengthen our bond with our fellow believers. And we may help others learn how they too can enjoy the blessings that the ransom makes possible. Let us do all we can then to be ready for this year's memorial, the most important day of the year. Do you treat women as Jehovah does? We have the privilege of serving alongside many faithful women, and we love and appreciate each one of these loyal, hard-working sisters. So, brothers, strive to treat them kindly, fairly, and respectfully. But because we are imperfect, we may at times struggle to do that. Certain brothers face an additional challenge. Some grew up in cultures in which many men treat women as inferior, For example, Hans, a circuit overseer in Bolivia, says, Some men were raised in a very macho culture, causing them to develop a deep-rooted feeling that men are superior to women. Singaisen, an elder in the Taiwan, says, Where I live, many men feel that women should not meddle in their business. If a man mentions a woman's opinions about something, his peers may look down on him. Other men show their prejudges against women in less obvious ways. For example, they may tell demeaning jokes about women. Thankfully, no man is bound to the culture in which he grew up. He can overcome the feeling that men are superior to women. This can be done by imitating Jehovah's example. In this article, we will discuss how Jehovah treats women, how brothers can learn to treat women as Jehovah does, and how elders can take the lead in showing respect for sisters. How does Jehovah treat women? Jehovah sets the perfect example in how to treat women. As a compassionate father, he loves his human family, and faithful sisters are like precious daughters to him. Consider the following ways in which Jehovah dignifies women. He treats them impartially. Jehovah created men and women in his image, He did not make men more intelligent nor talented than women, nor does he prefer men to women. He created men and women with the same mental capacity to grasp Bible truth and reflect his beautiful qualities. Jehovah also regards the faith of men and women equally, whether their hope is to live forever on a paradise earth or to serve as kings and priests in heaven. Clearly, Jehovah is not prejudged against women. He listens to them. Jehovah is interested in the feelings and concerns of women. For instance, he listened to and acted on the prayer of Rachel and Hannah. Jehovah also inspired Bible writers to include accounts of men who listened to women. For example, Abraham followed Jehovah's instruction to listen to his wife, Sarah. King David listened to Abigail. In fact, he felt that Jehovah had sent her to speak to him. Jesus, who perfectly reflect his father's qualities, listened to his mother Mary. These examples highlight that one may that one way in which Jehovah shows respect for women is by listening to them. He trusts them. For example, Jehovah trusted Eve to help care for the entire earth. In doing so, she, he showed 
that he viewed her not as inferior to her husband, Adam, but as a compliment to him. Jehovah also trusted the prophetess Deborah and Huldah to advise his people, including a judge and a king. Today, Jehovah entrusts Christian women to carry out his work. These faithful sisters serve as publishers, pioneers, and missionaries. They help design, construct, and maintain kingdom halls and branch facilities. Some of them serve at battle. Others serve in remote translation offices. These sisters are like a large army that Jehovah mobilizes to accomplish his will. Clearly, Jehovah does not view women as weak or incapable. How can brothers learn to treat women as Jehovah does? Brothers, to determine whether we are treating Christian sisters as Jehovah does, we need to make an honest examination of our thinking and actions. To do that, we need help. Just as an X-ray machine can detect medical issues in a personal, literal, in person's literal, literal heart, a good friend and God's word can help us detect any negative feelings about women that we may harbor deep inside. We can. What can we do to receive that help? Ask a good friend. We do well to turn to a trusted friend who is known to be kind and balanced and ask him such question as, How do you think I treat sisters? Can they tell that I respect them? Can I improve my interactions with them in any way? If your friend highlights some ways you can improve, avoid becoming defensive. Instead, be eager to make the needed adjustment. Study God's Word. The best way for us to know if we are treating sisters well is to examine our attitude and actions in the light of God's Word. As we study the Bible, we learn about men who treated women well and men who did not. We can then compare their actions with our own. Additionally, comparing Bible verses can prevent us from unknowingly taking scriptures out of context to support a mistaken view we have of women. For example, according to 1 Peter 3.7, a wife is to be assigned honor as to a weaker vessel. Does this mean that she is inferior, less intelligent or capable than a man? By no means. Compare Jehovah's Sorry, compare Peter's word with that Galatians 3.26-29 indicates, namely that Jehovah has chosen women as well as men to be co-rulers with Jesus in heaven. When we study God's word and ask a good friend for his or her comment about how we treat women, we can learn to show the proper respect for our sisters. How do elders show respect for sisters? Brothers in the congregation can also learn to treat sisters respectfully by following the example of loving elders. How do elders take the lead in showing respect for sisters? Consider some specific ways. They commended sisters. The Apostle Paul set a good example for elders to imitate. He publicly commended several sisters in a letter he wrote to the congregation in Rome. Can you imagine the joy those sisters must have felt when Peter's letter was read to the congregation? Similarly, elders generously command sisters for their fine qualities and for the work they do for Jehovah. This makes sisters aware of how deeply they are respected and appreciated. 
The encouraging words of an elder may be exactly what these sisters need as they keep serving Jehovah faithfully. When commending sisters, elders make their comment genuine and specific. Why? A sister named Jessica says, It is nice when brothers say to a sister, Good job. But we especially appreciate it when brothers commend us for something specific, such as teaching our children to sit quietly at the meetings or going out of our way to pick up a Bible student to bring her to the meeting. When elders comment sisters on something specific, they make sisters feel needed and valued in the congregation. They listen to sisters. Humble elders recognize that they do not have the monopoly on good ideas. Such elders invite sisters to share their suggestions. And they listen carefully when sisters speak. In doing so, elders encourage sisters and benefits themselves. How? An elder named Gerardo, who serves at battle, says, I have found that asking sisters for their input helps me to do my work more effectively. Often they have done the job longer than most brothers. In the congregation, many sisters serve as pioneers, so they know a lot about the people who live in the local area. An elder named Brian says, Our sisters have much to offer their organization, so benefit from their experience. Why, while wise elders are not quick to dismiss the suggestions of sisters, why a sister's opinion and experience can help a brother to see the entire scope of a matter, and it can help him to develop empathy, says an elder named Edward. Even if an elder cannot implement a sister's suggestion, he can still thank her for her observation and acknowledge her insight. Train They train sisters. Discerning elders look for opportunities to train sisters. For example, they can teach sisters how to conduct meetings for field service in the event that a baptized brother is not available. They can train them to operate tools or machinery so that they can assist with theocratic maintenance and construction projects. At battle, overseers have trained sisters to care for a variety of assignments, including maintenance, purchasing, accounting, computer programming, and so forth. When elders train sisters, they show that they view sisters as capable and trustworthy. Many sisters use the training that they receive from elders to benefit others. For example, some sisters use their construction training to help others rebuild their homes after a natural disaster. Other sisters used the skills they were taught in public witnessing to help train more sisters in this aspect of the ministry. How do sisters feel about the elders who trained them? A sister named Jennifer says, When I worked on one Kingdom Hall construction project, an overseer took the time to train me. He noticed the work I did and he commended me for it. I loved working with him because I felt valued and trusted. Benefits of treating sisters like family. We love our faithful sisters as Jehovah does, so we treat them like family. We are honored and proud to serve alongside them, and we are so happy when they sense our love and support. A sister named Vanessa says, 
I'm so thankful to Jehovah for being part of his organization, which is filled with brothers who have refreshed my spirit. As Sister in Taiwan says, I'm very thankful that Jehovah and his organization places such high value on women and on our feelings. They strengthen my faith and make me appreciate even more the privilege I have of being a part of Jehovah's organization. How proud Jehovah must be when he sees faithful Christians, faithful Christian men, endeavor to view and treat women as he does. The worldview of women can be very demeaning, says an elder in Scotland named Benjamin. So when women walk into a kingdom hall, we want them to feel the difference. May we all do our best to imitate Jehovah by treating our dear sisters with the love and respect that they deserve. Study article number three. Jehovah will help you during difficult times. Tragic events can change our life overnight. For example, a faithful brother named Louis was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer. The doctor told him that he had only a few months to live. Monica and her husband were busy in spiritual activities. Then one day Monica learned that her husband and elder had been living a double life for years. Olivia's single sister was forced to evacuate her home because a devastating hurricane was approaching. When she returned, she found that the storm had destroyed her house. In one brief moment, the lives of these individuals changed drastically. Can you relate to what they experienced? Have you faced an event that suddenly turned your world upside down? A faithful servant of Jehovah, we face difficulties and infirmities that are common to all mankind. We may also have to endure opposition or persecution from those who hate God's people. Though Jehovah does not shield us from such hardship, he does promise to help us. With his, with his assistance, we can maintain our joy, make good decisions, and stay loyal to him even though the most difficult even through the most difficult situations. In this article, we will examine four ways that Jehovah helps us during dark times in our life. We will, con we will also consider what we need to do to benefit from the help that he provides. Jehovah will guard you. The challenge. When we experience a tragic event, we may find it difficult to think clearly and make decisions. Why? Our heart may be in extreme pain. Our mind may feel weighted down by anxiety. anxiety. We could feel as if we were wandering through a fog, uncertain which direction to take. Note how the two sisters mentioned earlier felt during their trials. Olivia says, After the hurricane demolished my home, I felt lost and completely overwhelmed. Monica says regarding her husband's betrayal, I felt more than disappointed. I felt a pain that truly crushed me from, in from within. I didn't know. I didn't know how to function normally anymore. What seemed unbelievable had happened to me. How does Jehovah promise to help us when we feel overwhelmed? What Jehovah does, he promises to give us what the Bible calls the peace of God. This peace refers to the calmness and tranquility of mind and heart that results from our precious relationship with him. This 
peace surpasses all understanding. It is more wonderful than we can imagine. Have you ever felt surprisingly calm after praying fearfully to Jehovah? That feeling is the peace of God. Read Philippians 4, 6-7. Do not be anxious over anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, along with thanksgiving, let your petitions be made known to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mental powers by means of Christ Jesus. The same passage states that the peace of God will guard or protect your heart and your mental powers. The original word for guard was a military expression and was used to refer to soldiers who guarded the city and kept it safe from attack. The inhabitants of a guarded city slept in peace, knowing that troops were posted at the gates. Similarly, when the peace of God guards our heart and mind, we feel calm, knowing that we are safe. As in the case of Hannah, even if our situation does not change immediately, we can still feel a measure of peace. And when we feel calm, we often find it easier to think clearly and make wise decisions. What we need to do when you are troubled, summon your God, so to speak. How? Pray until you feel the peace of God. Louis mentioned earlier explained how he and his wife Anna were able to cope when they learned that he had only a few months left to live. He said, In a moment like this, it is extremely difficult to make decisions about health care and other matters. But prayer has been indispensable in bringing up us peace during this process. Louis and his wife said that the prayed intensely and repeatedly, asking Jehovah to give them peace of mind, a calm heart, and a wisdom to make good decisions, and they felt his help. If you are facing a crisis, preserve in prayer, and you will experience Jehovah's peace as it guards your heart and mind. The challenge, Jehovah will stabilize you. The challenge, when we go through a difficult trial, our feelings, thoughts, and reactions may not be as balanced as they normally are. We could feel as if we were being tossed from one strong emotion to the next. Anna mentioned earlier states that she went through a wide range of emotion after Louis's death. She said, When feeling of emptiness set in, I would start feeling sorry for myself. I would also get angry that he was gone. Furthermore, Anna felt lonely and was frustrated at having to make decisions on matters that Louis had cared for so well. At times she felt that she was in a storm at sea. How does Jehovah help us when such emotions being flooding over us begin flooding over us? What Jehovah does. He assures us that he will stabilize us. When a ship encounters a storm, it may begin to rock dangerously from side to side. To counteract this movement, many ships have stabilizers that extend from each side of the ship under the water. These stabilizers can significantly reduce the rocking of the ship, making the situation safer and more bearable for passengers. However, many stabilization systems work best when the ship is moving forward. Similarly, Jehovah will stabilize us as we move forward faithfully in times of trial.
Read Isaiah 33:6. He is the stability of our t- of he is the stability of your times, an abundance of salvation, wisdom, knowledge, and the fear of Jehovah. This is his treasure. What we need to do. When you are in the midst of an emotional storm, you do best to keep up with your spiritual routine. Granted, you may not be able to do as much as you could before, but remember that Jehovah is reasonable. As part of your spiritual routine, set aside time for personal study and meditation. Why? Through his organization, Jehovah has provided outstanding spiritual information that can help us maintain our balance. To find what you need, you can use research tools available in our lang- in your language, such as the JW Library app, Watchtower Publication Index, and Research Guide for Jehovah's Witnesses. Monica mentioned earlier states that she turned to the research tools for advice when she felt an emotional storm coming. For example, she searched the word anger. At other times, she searched betrayal or loyalty. Then she would read until she felt better. She said, what started as frantic keystrokes turning into a hug from Jehovah, turned into a hug from Jehovah. As I read, I came to realize that Jehovah understood all my different feelings and he was helping me. Such assistance from Jehovah can also help you to maintain your balance until you reach calmer water. Jehovah will support you, the challenge. After a traumatic event, there may be days when we feel weak physically and emotionally. We might feel like an injured athlete who used to run fast but now walks with a limp. We may struggle with tasks that we could previously do with ease, or we may have little motivation to engage in activities we once enjoyed. Like Elijah, we could feel that it is too hard to get up. We must, we just want to sleep. What does Jehovah promise us to do when we feel weak? What Jehovah does. He promises to support us. Just as an injured athlete needs support to move about, we may need help to keep active in Jehovah's service. In those moments, Jehovah assures us, I, Jehovah, your God, am grasping your right hand, the one saying to you, Do not be afraid, I will help you. King David experienced this help. When faced with trials and enemies, he said to Jehovah, Your right hand supports me. But how does Jehovah provide support? Read Psalm 94.18 When I said, My foot is slipping, your loyal love, O Jehovah, kept supporting me. Jehovah often supports us by motivating others to help us. For example, one, once when David felt weak, his friend Jonathan in, visited him to provide emotional support and words of encouragement. Similarly, Jehovah chose Eliza to provide practical help to Elijah. Today, Jehovah may use family, friends or the elders to support us. However, when we are hurt, we may be inclined to withdraw. We just want to be left alone. That is normal reaction. What can we do to receive Jehovah's support? What we need to do. Fight the urge to isolate yourself. 
when we isolate ourselves, our focus often narrows, and we begin to think only about ourselves and the problems we are going through. This type of thinking can affect the decisions we make. Of course, we all need moments to be alone, especially when confronted with tragic situations. However, if we were to isolate ourselves for an extended period, we could push away the very means that Jehovah is using to support us. So, as hard as this may be during times at difficult times, welcome the help of your family, friends and elders. View them for what they are, Jehovah's means of supporting you. Jehovah will comfort you. The challenge. We may go through moments when we feel frightened. In the Bible, faithful servant of God speaks of times when they were in distress and trembling because of their enemies or other pressures. Similarly, we could be facing opposition at school, at work, from our family or from the government. We could even be facing death because of medical problems. During such times, we may feel as helpless as a small child. How does Jehovah help us in moments like these? What Jehovah does? He comforts and soothes us. This psalm makes us think of a little girl who is scared and unable to sleep because of a bad thunderstorm. We can picture her father coming in, picking, picking her up, and holding her in his arms until, the, in, until she falls asleep. Although the storm is still raging, her father's comforting embrace makes her feel safe. When we face frightening trials, we may need our Heavenly Father to hold us vigorously until the intense feeling passes. How can we receive such comfort from Jehovah? Read Psalm 94.19 When anxieties overwhelm me, you comfort and soothe me. What we need to do? Regularly spend time with Jehovah, praying to Him and reading His Word. Then when you are under stress, your first thought will likely be to turn to your Heavenly Father, share your fears and concerns with Jehovah, let Him talk to you and console you through the Scriptures. You may find that specific portions of the Bible can be particularly comforting when you are afraid. For example, you may find encouragement in the books of Job, Psalms and Proverbs, as well as in Jesus' words found in Matthew chapter 6. As you pray to Jehovah and read his word, you will feel his comfort. We can have confidence that Jehovah will be there for us during dark times in our life. We will never be alone. Jehovah promises to guard, stabilize, support and comfort us. Regarding Jehovah, Isaiah 26.3 says, You will safeguard those who fully lean on you. You will give them conscious peace because it is in you that they trust. So trust in Jehovah and take advantages of the means he uses to help you. If you do, you will regain strength even during difficult times. Study article number four. Jehovah has tender affection for you. Jehovah is very tender in affection. Genesis 
5.11 Have you ever tried to imagine what Jehovah is like? When you speak to him in prayer, what comes to mind? Although Jehovah is invisible, the Bible describes him in various ways. Jehovah is called a sun and a shield and a consuming fire. His presence is described as being similar to a sapphire stone, a glowing metal, and a brilliant rainbow. Some of these descriptions of Jehovah may fill us with awe or even intimidate us. Because we cannot see Jehovah, we may find it difficult to believe that he loves us. Some think that Jehovah could never love them because of their past experiences in life. Perhaps they never had a father who loved them. Jehovah understands his feelings and how they affect us. To help us, he reveals his beautiful personal personality in his word. The one word that best describes Jehovah is love. Love defines him. It influences everything he does. God's love is so warm and so powerful that he even extends it to those who do not love him. In this article, we will take a close look at Jehovah and his love. The more we learn about our God, the more we will love him. Jehovah loves us very much. Jehovah is very tender in affection. In the Bible, he compares himself to an affectionate mother. Just imagine a mother who lovingly cares for her little child. She tenderly bounces him on her knee and speaks to him gently, soothing voice. In a gentle, soothing voice. When he cries or is in pain, she makes sure he has what he needs. When we are in pain, we can count on Jehovah's love. The psalmist wrote, When anxiety overwhelms me, you comfort me and soothe me. Jehovah is loyal. He does not give up on us when we do something wrong. The nation of Israel disappointed Jehovah time and time again. Yet he expressed his unfading love to his repentant people with with these words, You became precious in my eyes. You were honored, and I have loved you. God's love has not changed. We can always rely on it, even if we have made serious mistakes. Jehovah does not abandon us. When we repent and return to Jehovah, we will find his love for us intact. He promises that he will forgive in a large way. The Bible describes this forgiveness as bringing seasonal refreshing from Jehovah himself. Because he loves us, Jehovah is sensitive to our feelings and is eager to protect us. He feels hurt when we are hurt. As a result, we can highly pray I rightly pray, guard me like the pupil of your eye. The eye is a sensitive and precious part of the body, so when Jehovah compares us to the pupil of his eye, it is as if he were saying, anyone who harms you, my people, harms what is precious to me. Read Zechariah 2.8. For this is what Jehovah of armies says, who are being glorified, has sent me to the nations that were plundering you, 
Whoever touches you touches the pupil of my eye. Jehovah wants us to be confident that he loves us personally, but he knows that because of past experiences, we may wonder whether he could love us, or we may be facing situations right now that test our confidence in Jehovah's love. What will strengthen our confidence? Learning how Jehovah expresses his love towards Jesus, the anointed, and all of us. How Jehovah expresses his love. For untold ages, Jehovah and his beloved Son forges a close bond of deep love and affection. Their relationship is the oldest in the universe. Jehovah clearly expressed his love for Jesus as we read at Matthew 17.5. Jehovah could have simply said, This is the one whom I have approved. However, he wanted us to know how much he loved Jesus, so he called him my son, the beloved. Jehovah was proud of who Jesus was and of what he was about to do. And Jesus had no doubt about his father's feelings for him. Jehovah's love was so real to Jesus that he could feel it deep inside. He repeatedly expressed it with confidence that the Father loved him. Jehovah also confirms his love for the anointed. Notice the expression poured out. One reference work describes it as come upon us like a stream. What a powerful image to highlight the abundance of Jehovah's love for the anointed. The anointed knows that they are loved by God. The Apostle John expressed their feelings when he wrote, See what sort of love the Father has given us, that he should be called children of God. Is Jehovah's love limited to the anointed one? No, Jehovah has proved his love for all of us. Read Romans 5.5 And the hope does not lead to disappointment, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit which was given to us. What is the great confirmation of Jehovah's love? The ransom, the most extraordinary act of love in the universe. Jehovah gave his precious Son, allowing him to die for all humans so that our sins can be forgiven as we can be his friends. And we can be his friends. The more we meditate on the price Jehovah and Jesus paid, the more we can understand how much they loved every one of us. The ransom was not paid to satisfy the code legal contract. It is a gift of love. Jehovah has provided, has proved his love for us by sacrificing what was most precious to him, Jesus. Jehovah allowed his son to suffer and die in our behalf. As we have seen, Jehovah does not keep his feelings to himself, but he warmly expresses his love. Jehovah has drawn us to him because he loves us. Nothing and no one can separate us from that love. How does this love make you feel? And see, the, read Psalm 23 and see the effect that Jehovah's love and tender care had on David and the effect it can have on all of us. Read Jeremiah 31, 3. From far away, Jehovah appeared to me and said, I have loved you with all 
I have loved you with an everlasting love. That is why I have drawn you to me with loyal love. And Psalm 23. Jehovah is my shepherd. I will lack nothing. In gracious pastures he makes me lie down. He leads me to well-watered resting places. He refreshes me. He leads me in the path of righteousness for the sake of his name. Though I walk in the valley of deep shadow, I fear no harm, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff rescue us me. You prepared a table for me before my enemies. You refresh my head with oil. My cup is well filled. Surely goodness and loyal love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of Jehovah for all my days. How does Jehovah's love make you feel? Read Psalms 23, 1-6. Jehovah is my shepherd, I will lack nothing. In gracious pastures he makes me lie down. He leads me to well-watered resting places. He refreshes me. He leads me in the path of righteousness for the sake of his name. Though I walk in the valley of deep shadow, I fear no harm, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff reassures me. You prepare a table for me before my enemies. You refresh me. You refresh my head with oil. My cup is well filled. Surely goodness and loyal love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of Jehovah all my days. Psalm 23 is a song that expresses confidence in Jehovah's love and tender care. David, the writer of this psalm, describes the strong bond that exists between him and his shepherd, Jehovah. David felt safe letting Jehovah direct him, and he was totally dependent on him. David knew that Jehovah's love would pursue him all the days of his life. What made him so confident? I will lack nothing. David felt well cared for because Jehovah's press previously had been constant. David also enjoyed Jehovah's friendship and favor. That is why he was sure that no matter what the future would bring, Jehovah would continue to care for all his needs. David's trust in Jehovah's tender love was more powerful than any of his worries and gave him deep happiness and satisfaction. Jehovah lovingly cares for us, especially when bad things happen in our life. Claire, who, was, who has served at battle for over 20 years, felt helpless when her family faced one devastating blow after another. Her father suffered a debilitating stroke, one of her sisters was disfellowshipped, and her family lost their small business and their home. How did Jehovah show his, loyal, his loving care to them? Claire says, Jehovah saw to it that my family always had whatever they needed for each day. Time and time again, time and again, what Jehovah provided was beyond anything I could ever imagine. I often think about the moments when I experienced Jehovah's tender love and I treasured them. These memories have helped me to keep going during trials. He refreshed me. At times David felt distressed because of all the problems and trials he was facing, yet Jehovah's tender love and care refreshed him. 
Jehovah led his exhausted friends to grazy pastures and well-watered resting places. As a result, David recovered his strength and was able to keep going. Similarly today, it is because of Jehovah's loyal love that we have not come to our finish when faced with life's trial and struggle. Consider the example of Rachel. She was devastated when her husband left both her and Jehovah during the COVID-19 pandemic. What did Jehovah do for her? She says, Jehovah made sure that I felt loved. He surrounded me with friends who spent time with me, brought me meals, sent thoughtful messages and scriptures, smiled at me and kept reminding me that Jehovah was caring for me. I constantly thanked Jehovah for giving me a big, loving family. I fear no harm, for you are with me. David's life was often in danger, and he had many powerful enemies. However, Jehovah's love made him feel safe and protected. David could feel that Jehovah was with him in every situation, and that reassured him. Thus he could sing, Jehovah rescued me from all my fears. David's fear were real, but Jehovah's love was stronger than his fears. How does the assurance of Jehovah's love strengthen us when we face frightening situations? A pioneer named Susie describes how she and her husband felt when their son took his own life. Suddenly, tragedy. Suddenly, sudden tragedy is traumatic and can leave one feeling vulnerable and helpless. But Jehovah's tender affection has made us feel safe and protected. Rachel mentioned earlier recalls. One night when my heart acted terribly and I was very worried and scared, I groaned out loud to Jehovah. Right then I felt that he soothed my heart and calmed me down, as a mother does for her baby, and I felt asleep. I will never forget that moment. An elder named Tassos spent four years in prison for refusing to join the army. How did he experience Jehovah's love and care? He says, Jehovah took care of all my needs and more. This strengthened my confidence that I can fully trust in Him. Although also through His Spirit, Jehovah gave me joy despite being in a depressing environment. This assured me that the closer I worked with Him, the more I will benefit from His goodness. So I began serving Him as a regular pioneer while in prison. The experience that we have discussed all prove that Jehovah, the God of love, is with us. He is interested in us personally. We are confident that we are surrounded by his loyal love. The more we meditate on how he has shown us his love, the more real he becomes and the closer we feel to him. We can approach him freely and tell him how much we need his love. We can share all our worries with him, confidence that he understands and that he is eager to help us. Words that help us feel Jehovah's warm love. Psalm 32.10 The one trusting in Jehovah is surrounded by his loyal love. Jeremiah 31.3 I have loved you with an everlasting love. That is why I have drawn you to me with loyal love. 
John 16.27 The Father himself has affection for you. James 5.11 Jehovah, Jehovah is very tender in affection. Just as we are drawn to a warm fire on a cold day, we are drawn to Jehovah's warm love. Although Jehovah's love is powerful, it is also tender. So welcome Jehovah's warm love in your life, and may we all respond to his loyal love by explain, exclaiming, I love Jehovah, from Psalm 116.1. So this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It's the 2nd of December 2023. The time is 9.58, and it is Saturday. Bye.